0: Uh, My name is James Shen Uh, My wife Joanne Joanne uh, Can you stand up? Say hello (laughs) And uh, I don't know where is Chris Chris are you still here or you Downstairs, Downstairs. okay, and uh, Our daughter Stephanie right now is in the state of Vermont is a uh, she's a college student. So uh, Joanne and I uh, we grew up in a city called Hangzhou in Zhejiang province. I think many of you, you know, uh, this is a beautiful city with uh, Westlake. Um, I went to the States uh, in 1988 and jo- uh, joined, joined me in 1992. Uh, we got married in Hawaii in, yeah, in 1993. <clears throat> um, both of us uh, are first generation of uh, Christians. Uh, actually, I grew up in a family with both parents are uh, lifelong uh, Communist Party members. Uh, they're working for government. And uh, Joanne's uh, father uh, is an artist, and the mother is a school teacher. <clears throat> and uh, Joanne um, became Christian in 2000. And uh, I I, I was very stubborn, and even though I lived in the U.S. for 15 years, but uh, I just uh, 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 resisted a lot of uh, opportunities um, when I was there. Then in 2004, uh, our whole family moved back. And also in the same year, I started coming to church, uh, CCC, at that time. Um, we had a, a service and a gathering in uh, River Garden. River Garden, yeah, clubhouse. That's uh, uh, that's the first place. <clears throat> so actually, I always uh, share with uh, all of us: this is my first church, this is my only church, and uh, I grew up as a non-believer, as a seeker. And in 2007, um, I was baptized here at the CCC together with my son, Chris. <clears throat> I don't know um, what exact the, the time, but I'm uh, oh, sorry. This is, uh, uh, two, two and a half minute. OK, great. <laughs> yeah, I think about uh, uh, three years ago. and. Uh, Church asked me uh, whether I, uh, I would be able to be uh, elder. Uh, as uh, Rick just shared, uh, my immediate answer is uh, I'm not qualified at all because I think myself as a very immature Christian, and uh, I really need a lot of uh, help from uh, church, uh, from God, and also from our brothers and sisters. And uh, and also, as you can imagine, the answer I got from uh, John and uh, Rick is uh, okay, uh, you meet the first qualification because you said you're not qualified. So I think it is true. Um, my thought at that time is availability, is, uh, is um, that uh, I put myself up. I don't think about uh, whether I can do something or I'm qualified. Uh, I think. Uh, Anything, if we can accomplish here, it is really God's work. So, in terms of um, um, the responsibilities, uh, I can think of uh, three. First is um, um, Greg at Haraba. Um, Greg, are you here? Yeah, yeah. Can you stand up? So, Greg and I, Greg and I uh, are leading men's ministry. Um, this year, I think with God's blessing, our men really standing up. We had a very good 3 men's gathering, and also we just at the end of uh, five class of uh, Conquer series, actually this morning, it is our the last uh, lesson. But I think uh, next week we are going to have a group discussion. Uh, we really don't have enough time to share and uh, to uh, discuss about the learning from this uh, Conquer series. But um, I know if uh, some of you missed uh, this uh, Conquer series, uh, strongly recommended you to join. I believe Ching uh, is still leading on one. Uh, is that the one still taking place? I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. yes. okay, all right. We did, we did three. You did uh, three uh, lessons. Yeah, okay, yeah, so please join Ching Yu's uh, uh, one uh that one i think uh was god's support and the blessing being there for how many years uh at least uh, 8 9 years uh is always sunday's morning before the service a group of men always there and uh, uh, study god's words and helping each other so that's uh the first responsibility i can think about uh the second i think is um, supporting Mabel, supporting Robin, to communicate with our landlord. Um, I think uh, it is becoming very important for us to keep enjoying this place. We know that a lot of things are changing over the last several years, including at this moment, uh, we are going to move to a new place downstairs. So communication with our landlord, and also with government through them, uh, is very important. Uh, so that's my second uh, job. The third, I believe, is uh, as a, a Chinese returnees. I hope I can have a more communication with you, and uh, to bring your needs and uh, uh, how s- church can help you to grow your faith and uh, to have uh, uh, more involvement engagement uh, with CCC. Uh, even though I, I haven't done a great job in that aspect, but I think uh, in my heart, I always wanted to be close with you and uh, hope and uh, um, our Chinese returnees are more active uh, with CCC. So that are the uh, the three pieces of the work. I believe uh, uh, I have a responsibilities.
1: Robin.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is Robin Hill. Thank you, James. Yeah. I'm Robin Hill. Uh, up on the screen there is my beautiful wife of, uh, tomorrow it's 30 years. Look at that. I'm a good husband. I've remembered, you know. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah, I suppose really here in China, most people know us as the people that founded New Hope Foundation, which is an organization that cares for babies that have got physical problems that we get fixed. My wife is a medical doctor, and uh, we came to China in 1994. So we've been here a long time. We sort of got stuck here. So I often say that we were sort of kidnapped by God to stay, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, Put the next slide up, would you, Josh? We have eight children uh, up on the screen there. Joyce and I were both married previously in Australia. Uh, our marriages broke up and we had three children each living with us and so we, when we got married we had what they commonly call the Brady Bunch and I can assure you it wasn't anything like the Brady Bunch at all but uh, we, uh, we got married, we had six children, then we had one between Joyce and I and then when we came to China we adopted the little one that's there and I bet she, she's really pleased that she's not here this morning because that was a number of years ago. She's now 16 years old just about to finish high school 17 years old yes sorry thank you josh (laughs) whoops Uh, i think you know rick said he wanted you you to see our hearts and i i for me one of the things that i've learned is that when i became a christian you know you think that all of your problems are over One of the things that I've learned was that I walked into a battlefield Mm. and, uh, you know, it's been a really difficult walk. When uh, my first marriage fell apart, I was a Christian then. Uh, Just recently, I mean, four years ago, my wife had a massive stroke and we thought we'd lost her. I was a Christian then. The one daughter that I'm walking down the aisle on my own there with, I got a phone call uh, one weekend. It was on a Saturday. And they said that uh, Natasha's in hospital. She's in a lot of pain. And so I rang her up and talked to her a little bit. Uh, That was the Saturday. And then... Early Sunday morning, I got a phone call from my son, and he said, Natasha's dead. She'd had a massive stroke. She was 30 years old. She passed away. I got out of bed, and I sat on the edge of the bed, and I'm like, Lord? And I felt like God said, really spoke into my heart. He spoke into my heart, and he said, Rob, I've taken her home because I knew what the future was. And at that point in time, I sort of went, thank you, Lord. Because I had no idea where Natasha was. She'd left home when she was about 16. She'd got bumped along long life. We, we, you know, we'd become friends again as father and daughter. She was my favorite daughter. You know, I, I know you shouldn't have favorites, but she was the one who would always be doing the stupid things with me. But she'd gone, and I, I really didn't know where she was with God at all but you know God saying that to me that reassurance was really clear that he'd taken her home and I know that one day I'll see her again now I don't know how that works uh, as far as theology is concerned you know out of all of those kids up there there's actually only one of those kids that regularly goes to church but I know that they all know about Jesus. They've all been taught about Jesus. They all have heard the gospel. But I don't know where they are today. But I sort of feel a little bit like, you know, Job used to go out and he used to sacrifice on behalf of his family for all the sins they might have committed. It doesn't say they did commit. It just said, just in case they have sinned. And, you know, sometimes when I'm praying, I... That, that's my prayer, that, Lord, I want to be like the, the Israelites in Egypt. I want to put the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of my house. I want to, I want to claim salvation for my children. And so, I, you know, you want to know where my heart is. It's to all you parents out there that kids are maybe not walking like you would like them to walk. They're maybe not doing the things that you'd like to see them doing. But we have a God, like that song that we just heard, we have a God that loves us. And his plans for each one of us and each one of our children are for good. They're not for evil. And they're to give us a hope for the future. And, and so that, that's, you wanna know my heart? That's, that's my heart to you at here. My job here at, as an elder, is to act the fool on stage. I, I'm going to get told off over that in a minute. But it's also to just watch over the financing and things like that, which again is a real big mistake with somebody like me. But uh, it's it, it. And and to really just be a servant. You know, I feel like one of the jobs of an elder is to be there to do the jobs that maybe need to be done and whatever else. And, uh, yeah.
3: Hi, um, my name is James Lowe. Um, picture of my family there. I'm going to. Have, we have three c- children. Um, the eldest is uh, Jamie. She's in. Uh, she's in Canada right now. She's a freshman in the uh, university. Um, and two boys, uh, Jared and Jerry. Uh, they've gone downstairs. Uh, Jared's uh, uh, grade ten. Jerry's grade five. The ISB and uh, Jasmine, my um, lovely wife. Uh, She's there. No, I'm gonna embarrass her by asking her to, to wave. <laughs> She's shy. Um, we've um, we've been here for five five years. This is our fifth year. Um, um, I'm a sort of what we would call a newbie. I've been asked this summer to, to help or to serve as an elder. And my first words were, I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, I we we. Tell you a bit about my origin. Um my parents uh my grandparents came from Fujian uh and they migrated to Singapore. As as is with most Singapore and Malaysian Chinese, we're kind of like the third generation or fourth generation. So we are very westernized, but we've we still at the heart have a bit of the Chinese identity. Um so I still speak a bit of the Fujianese dialect, uh which I think um John does speak as well as he is And uh, and my wife's grandparents were from uh, Guangzhou So she's also southern Chinese And she speaks Cantonese And I picked it up because I had to speak to her parents To ask for her hand in marriage So (laughs) that helped Um, So we've been brought to China Uh, I work for uh, a multinational Um, I'm in the finance I'm responsible for finance um, but I really felt that coming to to Beijing, coming to CCC was really a blessing for, for us. Although we've gone through a lot over the last few years, um, it's really this this place is a very unique place whereby we don't have much of. You know, what I'm I was very impressed. We don't have much of a sort of an infrastructure. We have a lot of faith. We have a lot of love. We have a lot of community. We go through week by week. You see us sometimes standing up here and say that, oh, oops, we have another month of financials to go on. Um, And people change all the time. We have like 25%. And just when we thought we have enough people who are helping out in here, um, as in the children's ministry, next summer, half of the teachers turn over, and we're asking for volunteers again. But that is what makes (coughs) this place so special. It's the involvement everybody gives. Uh, of themselves. And when we were moving and painting downstairs, people, you know, everybody came out and said that we would help and we had a fun time painting um, the walls downstairs and and so on and so forth. I'm responsible for um, children's ministry as well as the small group ministry. I would like to share with you a little bit about uh, my vision for the children's ministry. My vision or our vision together with Sarah Sarah is the um, Children's Ministry Director um, We are very thankful to have her To be there faithfully week after week With love and faithfulness for, for, for uh, our children We want to partner with families To help children discover and embrace A growing relationship with Jesus Christ In a safe, fun and loving environment And that's what we aim to, to have every Sunday um, so that um, children can come together. They can role model as well. The older ones can teach the younger ones as well. We do have some middle school and high school students who, who, who serve as teachers as well, and they, they, they show, and they learn to be responsible, and that, that is really great about the ministry. And um, I would like to ask that if you feel that this is an area whereby you are passionate about, or your, if your kids have grown up and you feel you like to spend time with seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds again. It's really, really fulfilling. And, um, and that's, I have been, before I started, or when I started out here, I started out as a Sunday school teacher or children's ministry teacher as well, and I'm still a teacher. And it's been really fulfilling for me to work with the children. And um, they, they teach me a lot. Um, they ask me the most interesting questions. And I try to find a way to answer them, um, and I like to watch them grow. And I've seen some of them over the last four years grown up to be really, um, uh, you know, nice kids. And they have their own struggles. But you know, for, for all of for any of you who really want to, and have a heart for this ministry, please uh, step forward as well. Okay. So let me share with you the other one about small group ministry. Um, we do have groups meeting. Um, you know, during the weekdays, during the weekends. I think at the last count, we have about 10 to 12 groups. Uh, We have um, women's groups. And and by far, I would say that, uh, you know, the women's ministry, the women's groups in in CCC are, are the backbone of, you know, the activities. And they are so inspiring to us men. So we have to do catch up. And I think James and Craig have been doing a lot to of like get inspired and model after that as well We do have men's groups, women's groups And uh, family groups They meet at different places And also we have the Alpha group I would like to especially mention Neil and Abby Langmead For their faithfulness um, Thank you for leading Alpha Wave, yes And Abby helps out in the children's ministry as well Thank you um, And their love And stepping forward to lead Alpha groups and also small groups. I think, I think this is a place whereby we really have a vision to encourage all as much members as possible here uh, to be in small groups where they can share life, embrace each other, embrace life, encourage each other, and uh, hold each other accountable. Um, we, we don't, we, in our Christian walk, we cannot live ourselves like an island, you may say okay, uh, I have my wife, you know, my family, we are a unit. Yes, you are, but you, st- you also need to be accountable to, to uh, other brothers and sisters in Christ as well, because you will come to a, a journey in your life that you will need to speak to somebody to get advice, or you want to roll your model yourself against uh, somebody who has already been there and experienced that, and it will save you a lot of heartache. I am the perfect example of it. I was a Christian when I was young, while I was in uh, middle school, high school. Um, but when I started working, I left the, I, was, I went to church, but I left the small group ministry that I was part of. I, I did not attend any groups. And that brought me through 20 years of kind of like isolation and struggles and made me, honestly, made me very ineffective as a person, as a Christian, as a husband, as a father. And I, I, I really, on hindsight, I just thank God for His mercy. He never gave up on me. Now, when I look back, He's always, He was always there, you know. Although I was always pushing Him away and said, "No, I don't need it." And, and I was like, to encourage every one of you here that if you are at that stage as well, uh, He's still there. He's still waiting for you to come back. Like, like. Like the prodigal son, the father, look, the, his father was looking out every day just into the horizon to wait for him to come back. And, and you know, if you are there in your journey, you know, the Lord is waiting for you to come back. And when I, when I came to CCC, I took the first step and joined the Sunday group that was um, um, meeting on Sunday mornings. And that helped me to start to get accountable as well. And that brought me back into... You know, a, a process of recovery and, and growth So I think I think that is Personally my passion I think for all of us here we, we really need to have some sort of a Support structure And a support system It doesn't have to be A official group It could be two or three of your friends That you meet every two weeks For coffee and talk about the word And talk about life and pray for each other That's a small group as well So we are not crazy about what our definition of small group would be. As long as you meet together, you are encouraging each other and you are accountable for each other. That's a small group. And I'm here to support you. If you need to have a house to host your small groups, please let me know. Please ask any of us. We will find the resources for you. If you need to have a leader to host or to lead your group, come come uh, speak to me. If you need to have resources like books or materials, come speak to me. If you have a passion and you want to contribute and you you want to lead a group, come see me as well. So I find, I think my role here is also to be a facilitator and to help. Um, And we have many members here and we have people who are willing to help as well, including Neil and uh, also like to mention Simon and Jane Warwick for also their faithfulness and they've been, they started a new group recently (laughs) And it's been growing and, you know, it's been thriving and, and really, you know, really thank, thank God for them as well. Thank you.
1: Okay, the next one is, is, is uh, Craig Bruinger. Brewin, he uh, was supposed to be back with us this morning, but uh, his wife's uh, mother passed away, so he stayed in the States a little longer. So he... Uh, did a short video for us so if you just look at the screen uh, we will meet Craig. Josh.
4: Good morning Capital Community family. As many of you know I'm Craig Bruninger who along with Julie have been attending Capital Fellowship for about three and a half years. You also may notice that uh, I'm not with you this morning. In fact I am in Southern California with the son and the grandchildren suffering. Well actually Our short visit here got extended due to a lot of medical family reasons, but Lord willing, we will be back in uh, a week or two. Uh, One of my main responsibilities as the elder is to work with the staff, and I get to meet with them weekly and support what they do, and in any way I can. Also, uh, Julie and I would love to get to know as many of you as would like as well. So, again, uh, looking forward to being back together for his name. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Extol him in music and song. Blessings on you all. Goodbye.
5: I wanted to read uh, from Psalm 121. Tell us who you are. Uh, My name is John. No relation to Bill Gates. (laughs) And my better half is known as not Mona Lisa, but Anna Lisa. So, John and Annalisa Gates. And I'm a teacher at Beijing University, where I've been teaching in the School of International Relations for the last 16 years. First came to Beijing in 1982, and uh, fell in love with China, and knew that I just needed a So I went back and met Annalisa at our home church in Pasadena, Lake Avenue, and came back to China. But I wanted to read Psalm 121 because this, this was the psalm that my dad asked Annalisa to read in our Chinese church in Pasadena when we were dating and she didn't know whether or not she, would, she was going to marry this crazy guy who was going to China. So, the, so this is the psalm. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil and shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And I'm thankful that the Lord gave Annalisa reassurance of his presence. And she said, yes, she was willing to pursue. Um, And so we came to China in 88. And now we have uh, a little grandson there in the middle. And our beautiful daughter-in-law, Caitlin and Cameron works. Cameron and Caitlin work with Zach and Julie, serving as the assistant youth pastor with our youth. And really, Capital was founded. Uh, The first full-time person that Capital brought in was a youth pastor was John Sorrell, and then Joe. And so Zach and Cam, God has given us uh, amazing, two great couples, uh, Zach and Julie, Cameron and Caitlin, serving among the youth. And one of the visions that I have is that every one of our teens would go on an outreach, whether to Loyang, to uh, New Hope, to love those orphans, or to go to Pakistan, go to South Africa, go to other parts of China where people have not heard. And that each young person, even some of the older children, would have opportunity to go on short-term teams. That's one of the hopes that I have for our church. Um, Annalisa, my better half, she's 90% good, and I only get 10% of the credit. She's an amazing, and uh, she is uh, serving our women. And so if you are, would like to connect with Annalisa, I encourage you to talk to her on Sunday. And... Um, She would love to have coffee with you. She loves coffee. And uh, she's in Loyang this weekend with a group who went to provide turkey and Thanksgiving meal for 40 of the staff who serve there um, in, in the place where Robin, God blessed us in Robin and Joyce and having the privilege of partnering with that incredible love of Jesus flowing out to all those little babies. And I encourage all of you to to make a trip there, if you, if you haven't. Um, Let's see, also Wesley serves as an assistant usher, so we're really thankful, for even when he has a cast on. Um, so we have kind of a family affair. The areas of responsibility that I have, I serve to encourage and strengthen our youth leaders, and to make sure that Zach and Cam have everything they need to be able to love our teens. And so we're working on getting some heating put in downstairs in our new youth room. We have a lot of nice skylight. If you get a chance to look down there, I think it's really beautiful. It's going to have a lot of natural lighting and um, really fun, slippery marble floor will be good for the game nights on Friday nights. And last Friday was a joy to see quite a few of the parents playing, especially uh, Eric. I saw you playing uh, Nine in the Air, Um, amazing game, and Gaga Ball, if you haven't heard from your teens, ask them about Gaga Ball and Nine in the Air, some of the wonderful games that our youth are enjoying here on Friday nights. In They're in playing right in here. It's so fun. Um, the other thing that I do, uh, I'm also r- responsible for serving our folks who are working in other places in cross-cultural settings and um, a number of, we give about 10 percent of our budget towards missions and compassion outreach. We have folks in the Middle East and Central Asia and also here in Beijing. And my prayer is that we can go from 10 to 20%. And I know Rick has that same passion. We would like to increase our, our compassion giving so that we can show the love of Christ to those many places. The last thing that I do is I also have the privilege of emailing people and talking to people and overseeing who is speaking on Sundays. So if you have a gift, Uh, you would love to share on a Sunday morning, Uh, please let me know Um, and I am so grateful for those who have been willing to to bring God's Word to us each Sunday. Thanks so much.
1: Okay, Josh, you had that picture of Kathy and I? Didn't get it? Okay, well that's, my name is Rick Lehman. my Chinese name is Hei You.
0: Black, black fish.
1: Heyu, You. The Westerners never forget it, and uh, the Chinese <laughs> like it, because a black fish is not a bad thing. It's a good thing.
3: Uh,
1: that's my family. Uh, my wife, Kathy, uh, she's in the crowd there somewhere. Uh, we have four children and 13 grandchildren. We have a daughter in Loyong uh, at Maria's Big House of Hope. Her husband's a physician there. She has seven children. Uh, I have a daughter in Kyrgyzstan uh, who has four children. I have a uh, daughter in Austin, Texas, who has two children. I have a son in Florida who is not married, and we can't get him to go out on a date. He had three older sisters, there's just no mystique about women. He's had two female bosses that were really tough on him, so we just can't get him interested. But he's still relatively young. Um, I've served in in some sort of pastoral role for about 44 years in North America, Russia, or here. Kathy and I have been married 40 years. Uh, If you think John Gates is old, John was three years old when I started college. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: there you go. Uh, I have a. I came to Christ when I was 20 years old. I have an unusual spiritual gift that was given to me at that age. Uh, it's the gift of an intercessor. Uh, so when I was 23 years old, I would pray for every congressman and senator by name every day. And more unusual than that, I enjoyed it. So it's a strange gift. And uh, so this is something that Father has developed in my life. Uh, these you know many. Forty-four years of being a Christian—more, actually, more than that—but uh, in ministry, um, my role at, at CCC is uh, that of pastor, uh, congregational pastor. Um, if there are pastoral needs within the congregation, individuals or congregational needs, that's that's what I address. Um, I also am called the lead elder, meaning I lead the elders, but. You don't lead these guys. Jesus leads them. But what I, where I lead them to is to the, to the throne of Christ every week to the foot of the cross. And we all just remind each other how grateful we are to be his sons and ask for him for direction for us that he would show us how to, to best love and shepherd this congregation, that actually he would love and shepherd this congregation uh, through us. Uh, if your name is on any list here is as elders, we pray for over 700 people every week who regularly attend Capitol. Every elder prays for at least 66, and one prays for all, but you are covered if you have a name tag or if you've ever signed anything, and we really consider that's kind of the greatest thing we can do for you is to pray for you, and even though we don't know all of your needs, our Father knows those needs, and we can lift you up before him and pray for you and for your family. Um, I guess my desire for this church is that we could, as Paul said, we could present every man, woman, boy and girl complete in Christ. And that's our goal, I'd say, with our focus. None of us are going to actually be complete <laughs> until we die. But we can move toward completion and the message that we talk About all the time is that Christ gave himself for us so he could live his life through us so he could actually manifest his life in us and and I speak of it often but this message is so simple it's almost impossible to comprehend it's very difficult to apply and it's quickly forgotten but the truth of the matter is that Jesus came to earth to die for our sins and then remake us. He remade us in his very image, in his likeness. And the relationship that he had with the Father is the same relationship he chooses for us to have with him. He spent his life abiding in the Father and the deity of the Father was expressed through the, his son Jesus. Jesus never lived as more than a man on the face of this earth. His every temptation was to call upon his deity. He always said no. So the life that you saw, the, de- the miracles, the, the teachings... It was the Father speaking through Christ. He All day long, he took dictation. He says, what my Father tells me to say, I say. What he tells me to do, I do for he wants me to go. The works I do are not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And as we abide in Christ, Christ will abide in us. And that supernatural life of Jesus is available to each of us as believers. And that's what your husband needs. That's what your wife needs. That's what our children need. That's what our employers need, our employees. That's what the world needs now, is Jesus and the way that happens is we talked early in the beginning is we learn to disengage as we learn to free ourselves from those things we depend on other than him and shift our dependence upon him then he manifests his life from us and that's what happened to the apostle paul that's what took four, uh, 17 years in paul's life and then he still was growing and moses at 80 and he was still growing and all of us are Still growing. I think if you notice as you listen to these, my brothers, uh, these are humble men. These are men whom the world is not worthy. These are your elders, and you need to pray for them because, as Robin sh- shared, uh, he got into a battle when he became a Christian, and when you become an elder, you get into another battle. And everybody is vulnerable, so you need to pray for your elders. They're praying for you, Um, support them, encourage them. Um, Let me close this session in prayer, then we'll have a song. Father, uh, we just thank you for this body. Um, I thank you for John and for James, Shin and James Lowe and for Robin. I thank you, Father, for uh, each of them has a story. You saw each of them the day they were born. You you called them even then to to be elders and uh, to be Christians, to be husbands, to be fathers. And uh, Father, I thank you. I congratulate you on their lives. And I just pray your hand of blessing over each of them, Father, and their families and their children. I pray that all their children would come to know you. I pray for their protection spiritually and physically. I pray, Father, that you would every day just restore their... Uh, To them the joy of your salvation that you would lead them to come and adore you every day personally and father as they follow you that you would use them to continue to to lead your church at capitol and we thank you for the privilege of being able to come together and worship you each sunday and during the week we thank you for one another we thank you for every person in this room today we thank you for those downstairs we thank you for the ones who are not here we thank you for the great wealth you have given us is to be sons and daughters, brothers and sisters in Christ. And we congratulate you, Father, on being a good, good father. We thank you, Jesus, for being a wonderful brother, for being our savior, for living your very life in us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us your very life, leading us into all truth, bringing the very life of Christ into our midst. And We make this prayer in the name of Jesus, amen.